0: Enjoy the message.
1: You know, change is very difficult. If we're honest, change is very difficult. It, it, it's very difficult. We, we, we are afraid of the unknown. Uh, you know, we're, we're very comfortable where we're at. We don't want to step out of our box. We have a comfort zone. There's a certain temperature we like, certain people we hang out with. and it, it, We just don't like change. But change is important if we want to progress. Uh, Years ago, um, you know, I I weighed 220 pounds. I'm only 5'6". I know I look six feet, but I'm only (laughs) 5'6". But I weighed 220 pounds, and I got sick, and I went to the doctor, and the doctor walked in and shook his head, and I kind of knew what he was going to tell me. He said, you know, Manolo, uh, he said, Mr. Avila, by the time you reach your 30s, you're going to suffer from diabetes and high blood pressure. If you don't change your eating habits and if you don't change who you are. You know, immediately I, uh, I uh, went home and changed my eating habits. and In 2011, for the very first time uh, I uh, signed up for the marathon, and I finished it in five hours and 45 minutes. Yeah. So the following year, I, I, I said, I'm going to do this again. And so I... I started to train and I, in 2012, I I finished the marathon at 4 hours and 45 minutes, an hour. I beat my hour. You know, but um, I I didn't wish this. I I didn't call it and I changed. You know, I had to work on it. I'd wake up at 3.45 a.m. in the morning and I was out the door at 4 o'clock in the morning. I would run for 18 miles before work and and I would do that. I, I just didn't wish it. Uh, this past year, uh, Nestor and I, we ran the marathon, and uh, I would have beaten my time this year, but Nestor held me back. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't tell him. He's probably watching. <laughs> Praise God. So uh, I had to work on it, and uh, I did my part, and uh, by the grace and the mercies of God, I got down to... 169. I'm, I'm a little bit up. Uh, I, I've been suffering for the past six months with this lombard sciatica. So if you see me wobbling around, it's because I'm old and uh, because I have this. But we're going to see a story of a man in Mark chapter 10. The story of Bartimaeus who wanted a change, who needed a change, who sought a change. So... When you walked in, you should have uh, received a bulletin. And inside your bulletin, you should have received an outline. If you didn't get an outline, just raise your hands. And uh, an usher will bring one to you. Um, So if you have your bulletin, you have your outline with you. uh, There in Mark chapter 10 and verse 46 to 42. Just to kind of set the foundation. If you could read along with me, it says, Then they came to Jericho... As Jesus and his disciples as Jesus and his disciples, together with the large crowd. Now the crowd followed Jesus. The reason they followed Jesus was because not only did Jesus perform many miracles and Jesus became uh, kind of a celebrity uh, in that sense, but he also fed them. This is evidence in the feeding of the 5,000. and they were leaving the city and a blind man, Bartimaeus. it's interesting to know that Mark Uh, mentions his name, Bartimaeus. Uh, The miracles of Jesus Christ, if you were to read his miracles, they're usually nameless. But Mark mentions his name, which means a son of Timotheus. He might have been a a rich man's or a nobleman's son. And he was sitting on the roadside begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And verse 48, many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. Another version says many warned him. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So he called the blind man, cheer up. On your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside. He jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, the blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Verse 52, Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. I want to preach on this subject. God wants to change you. Father, Lord, we just come before your presence, God. We want to thank you for this awesome opportunity, God, that you've given us to be in this place. Lord, we ask for your blessings, your power, your word, God. We ask, Lord, that you anoint my lips, play to speak words of power and authority, God, that whatever we speak comes from on high. We pray this in Jesus' name we pray. And can the church of God say amen? Amen. 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 You know, I I heard a story of an old man from the mountains who took a trip to the big city. And for the first time in his life, he found himself uh, standing outside of an elevator. And he watched an old, haggard woman hobble on and the doors closed uh, behind her. A few minutes later, the doors opened and a young, attractive woman marched smartly off. Amazed, but realizing the possibilities, the old man turned to his son and said, boy, go home and get your mama so I can run her through this thing. (laughs) Don't you wish change was that easy? And it's not that others, and it's not others that that want to change it. We, We look at ourselves and we see many things about ourselves that need to change. You know, we struggle with our addictions, and we struggle with anger, and we struggle with our frustrations, and our habits, and gambling, and drugs, and attitudes, and we struggle with relationships, and language, and and we struggle with lust, and secret sins, and the list goes on, and on, and on. And oftentimes, we say we want to change. We may even try to change ourselves buying self-help books or going to seminars we say things like I'm going to turn a new leaf I'm going to try harder I'm going to pull myself up from these bootstraps I'm going to get my life out of this ditch things are going to be different this time you wait and see But ultimately, our best intentioned attempts at change are fleeting and unsuccessful. And we find ourselves right back in that ditch of sin where we started. Well, this is where I have good news for you. Turn around to your neighbor and tell him I have good news for you. God's Spirit has spoken to your heart and convicted you and told you that you need to change, hasn't he? He has impressed in your heart that you cannot live your life the way you're living. You need a radical change. He has convicted you about those ugly things in your life that bring pain to your life and to the life of those that you love. And he has even allowed you to fall at all of your attempts to change your life on your own because he wants you to realize that the only one who can truly change is you, And in Mark chapter 10, what we just read, we meet this man, Bartimaeus. The Bible tells us that he was a blind man on the side of the road in Jericho. Now, if you remember the story of Jericho in the Old Testament, when God had allowed God's people to leave the promised land, he promised them Canaan. And one of their first battles was the battle of Jericho. They were to take the city, but that city was fortified with walls. And so the angel of the Lord instructed Joshua that they were to march around the city six times, and on the seventh time, they were to march around it seven times, blow the trumpets and shout. Well, here there is a man who shouted, who shouted out to Jesus because he needed a change. He desired a change. And I'm wondering if there's someone in this place today who needs to shout out to Jesus because there are certain walls that need to come down. Perhaps there's a wall of fear that needs to come down, a wall of guilt, a wall of anger, a wall of violence, a wall of bondage, a wall of suspicion, a wall of forgiveness, a wall of self-pity, a wall of of pride, of depression, of unbelief. I'm wondering if there's someone here who's going to shout out to Jesus because they need a change. Can someone say amen? amen? You know, Bartimaeus is begging For the meager and the chance of charity by the passerby. He had long since given up on on being able to change himself. But this was something wonderful that happened to him. Something awesome and something wonderful happened to Bartimaeus that day. Jesus came to Bartimaeus' town. Blind Bartimaeus knew it was time for a change. And he knew that Jesus was the only one who could make it happen. Can I get a witness? Yes. Bartimaeus came to understand that it was only Jesus who could save him. It was Jesus who could forgive him. It was Jesus who could change his life. I'm wondering if there's somebody in this place who understands that you can't do it on your own. That only it takes a miracle from on high to change your life, can someone say, amen? "Amen. You know, Jesus came to Jericho, Bartimaeus community. And today I want to tell you that Jesus is coming, or has come today spring, and he has come to tell you that it is time to change. Amen. He changed Bartimaeus. He changed Bartimaeus' life, and he wants to change your life. And I want to tell you this morning, don't miss your chance to have your life radically changed today. I wouldn't leave this place today until you say, Lord, I'm not going to leave this place until I am changed with your power. Can someone say amen? Amen. So what do we need to do? We need to follow the example of Bartimaeus. We need to trust Jesus. We need to trust Jesus Christ and do what he did for Bartimaeus. We need to trust Jesus. Amen? Amen. Because change on our own is not going to happen. We need to trust Jesus. We need to trust our Lord and Savior to transform our lives and do what Bartimaeus did. So the first thing he did, there in your outline, the first thing we must do is we must desire Change. We must desire change. Look at verse 41. Excuse me, verse 51 there in your outline. He says, What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Bartimaeus wanted to see. I mean, think about it. He had never seen the sunrise in the morning. He had never seen the rose garden of Jericho, which which he was famous for. He had never seen the sweet, innocent face of an infant. He had never seen the roarings of a flow of a river. He had never seen the stars at night. He had never gazed upon the faces of his own loved ones. Bartimaeus lived in a blackened world devoid of any color and beauty. No wonder when Jesus came to him and asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus replied, I want to see you know there is a blindness far worse than physical blindness you know what it is it's spiritual blindness yes you know you may have 20/20 eyesight and still be spiritually blind Helen Keller the, the 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 woman who was blind the only woman who had graduated from Harvard she was once asked isn't it terrible to be blind she replied, better to be blind and see with your heart than to then have two good eyes and see nothing. Amen. Amen. You know, the Bible speaks of those who are spiritually blind when it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4, it says, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God, should shine on them. You know, spiritual blindness prevents one from seeing how serious sin really is. It blinds you to the brevity of life or the shortness of life. It blinds you to the fact that that it is appointed unto man to die once and then judgment it blinds man to the, to the reality that there is a hell waiting for those who do not accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. You know, spiritual blindness prevents one from seeing the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ alone, who can save us from the sins of, of the penalties of sin. Bartimaeus had a blindness rooted in physical death, physical uh, rooted in a physical defect you know spiritual blindness is rooted in the work of the devil does not want you to see the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ the devil wants you to believe that Jesus is just another man or a good man or perhaps the best man who ever lived none of this a man the devil has blinded the eyes of those who do not believe that Jesus Christ truly is the son of God and has the power and the authority to change those who want to be changed and save those who want to be saved and transform those who want to be transformed praise God Bartimaeus was blind, but he did not want to stay that way. Amen. He desired a change in his life. He desired a radical change in his life. I have discovered that not everyone wants to change. Hello? There are many people who enjoy misery, and that same misery loves company. You know, they're like Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street that green little monster Well, oh, i don't know if he's a monster or not but they're like they're they're like oscar the grouch on sesame street they like living in the garbage of uh, the, the garbage of uh, the garbage can of sin and the garbage can of misery they're like a pig who wallows in the slop and some people continue year after year after year wallowing in sin and I found that most people do not desire real change until they reach rock bottom. You know, I knew a man. His name is Johnny. Scary looking guy. He's got two horns, two tattoo horns in his, uh, in his head. You know, he used to run around with San Bernardino gangs. I don't know who it was until Jesus came to his life. His mom was a believer and constantly talked to him about Jesus Christ. He refused to accept. And then she prayed Lord, let him hit rock bottom. And he tells his testimony how he hit rock bottom. He overdosed on drugs, and they found him in a gas station. They took him to the hospital. They revived him. And that's where he knew that his life needed to change. Now he's a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, preaching and teaching that Jesus Christ is the only answer. Praise God. Hallelujah! And I found that most people don't want to change until they reach rock bottom. And no doubt there were others in that city who needed healing, but they, had, they, they didn't come to the point of desperation like Bartimaeus did. Bartimaeus came to the, to, to, to the point of desperation where he knew that Jesus Christ was his only hope. Bartimaeus had, had reached that point where he knew Jesus Christ was his only hope. It was now or never. Jesus was the one to make a change in his life, and Bartimaeus knew it. My question is, have you ever come to the point where Jesus is your only hope? Have you ever come to the point where Jesus is the only hope of ever having a right relationship with God? And ever having a a purpose of peace in your life? Have you ever come to a place where you're tired of groping around for direction and happiness in your life? My question is, do you desire change? My prayer is that you'll be like Bartimaeus this morning. And desire that change. And don't stop there. Let's do what Bartimaeus did. Praise God. The second thing that Bartimaeus did... Or the second thing we must do is we must stop procrastinating. Amen. Look at there in your outline. And when they came to Jericho, as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timotheus, was sitting by the roadside, begging Now Bartimaeus could have frozen in his place on that roadside, silenced and hopeless. He could have procrastinated. He he could have thought to himself, I'm just a poor blind beggar. Uh, Why would Jesus even pay attention to me? I I don't know if he thought that way, but we sometimes do. Can I get a witness? Uh, You believe that God is probably too busy or too holy to care about someone like you. Perhaps Bartimaeus thought that the crowd uh, following Jesus was so large that he could never get Jesus' attention. I, I don't know if Bartimaeus thought that or not but but we sometimes do you think that that God has the world and the universe to run I mean there's six billion people in this universe or in this earth to worry about why would Jesus even take notice of me why would he even hear my prayers Bartimaeus could have decided to wait for a better time to approach Jesus I mean the crowds were large Jesus is busy he's only passing through. Uh, I'll wait for a better time. I'll wait until Jesus comes back through this town. No, Bartimaeus did not procrastinate. Bartimaeus did not hesitate. Bartimaeus knew that Jesus Christ was his only hope. Hallelujah. And he cries out to Jesus Christ because he knew that Jesus Christ was the only one that can change his circumstances. Can I get an amen? amen? If Bartimaeus had procrastinated, friend. He would have missed the opportunity to be healed. Amen? Amen. Jesus would have never passed through that way again. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that he was passing through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. And where was he going? He was going to be sacrificed on Calvary's cross. If Bartimaeus had procrastinated and said, I'll wait for Jesus to come back again, he would have missed the chance To be healed and transformed. My, my, What I'm trying to tell you this morning is don't miss your chance this morning. I said don't miss your chance this morning. God can heal you. God can restore you. God can change you. God can give you a new life if you're willing to accept Jesus Christ. He is here this morning. Don't procrastinate. Don't leave it until tomorrow. Jesus is here to change your life. Can someone say amen? You know, procrastination would have doomed Bartimaeus. And you know, we as human beings are professional procrastinators. Hello? Amen? We're professional procrastinators. My mom used to say, Manolo, el mexicano deja todo para mañana. And I could say that because I'm Mexican. She used to say, Manolo, you know, the Mexican leaves everything for tomorrow. You know, we, have a, we, have a, we always have a reason why today is not a good day. But I want to tell you that today is a perfect day. Today is a perfect day. Today is a day of salvation. Today is a day of change. Today is a day where you realize and say, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to give my life to Christ. I'm going to stop being the way I am. I'm going to allow Jesus to transform my life. I'm going to come to church every Sunday. I'm going to give my life to Christ. I'm going to make my marriage better. Today is the day of salvation. Don't procrastinate. Tomorrow may never come. Can someone say amen? Amen. As tragic as as it is in in that Texas shooting of Uvalde, amen. As tragic as it is, tomorrow is not guaranteed. Uh, The next hour is not guaranteed for us. I could be be driving home and, and and, and, and have a car accident. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. What I'm trying to tell you, my friend, is that today is the day. Today is the day. Today is the day you should decide, I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I don't know what needs to be changed in your life, but today you should say, I'm going to change. I'm not going to leave this place until I believe that God has touched and transformed my life, and I'm going to change my life. Can someone say amen? Amen. Today is the day. You know, in his book, Being the Best, Dennis Watley quotes an unknown poet who wrote, he said, I spent a fortune on a trampoline, a stationary bike, a roaring machine, complete with gadgets to read my pulse and gadgets to prove my progress results and others to show the miles I've charted. But they left off the gadget to get me started. We say, I can't start my diet today because we're going out to supper with my friends on Friday. I can't start exercising today because we're going on a cruise next month. Oh, I can't accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior today until I clean up my act. You know, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say this, is that procrastination is the devil's tool to keep us from a holy God who truly wants to change us and give us new life. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, behold... Now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. As I mentioned, tomorrow is not guaranteed. Today is the day where we should change our lives. Can someone say amen? Praise God. Let's give God a hand. Praise you. You guys are too quiet. We need God to change us, to convict us. It's time for each of us to stop procrastinating and do what we know is right. For some of you, that means accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For others, that means that you're going to sign up for baptism. For others, it means that you're going to get your marriage right. For others, it means that, that you're going to stop uh, uh, sinning. But today is a day. Jesus is here this morning, and he wants to touch your life. Don't delay. For some of you, it means turning your life around, and he can change you because he is able to heal your hurts, your habits, your hang-ups. So give your life to Jesus today. You need to stop procrastinating. You need to ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. The time was optional. For Bartimaeus, he was blind. There were too many people around him, but he did not delay. Jesus was what's passing by that very moment. He didn't miss the power of God on his life. What I'm trying to say is stop procrastinating and cry out to Jesus because today is a day of salvation. Amen. 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 Today is a day of salvation. The third thing, there in your outline, don't worry about what people will say. Look at what the 47 48 says. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 48, many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus didn't care what other people thought. He didn't care what other people thought of him. He was acting crazy. He needed Jesus. And he would not let this opportunity go. The opinions or the opposition were not going to stand in Bartimaeus' way because he knew that Jesus Christ was the only one that could heal him. And he couldn't care less about what others thought of him. As he cried out to Jesus, the people around him began to warn him and tell him, hey, be quiet. You see, they weren't the ones with the problem. They weren't the ones with the need. They weren't the ones who needed a change. It was Bartimaeus who needed the change. And don't let anybody tell you to be quiet. They're not the ones with the problem. They're not the ones with the change. They're not the ones that need Jesus. If you need to be a little unorthodox this morning and shout out to Jesus, hey, don't worry about the rest of us. You shout out to Jesus because you're the one with the need the one with the miracle you're the one that needs a change in your life don't worry about what others say about you worry about what the Lord Jesus Christ will say about your life you are the one that needs a change in your life can someone say amen he didn't care who was with them who was around him he didn't care what they said about him he was going to get Jesus Christ's attention He was going to get, it didn't matter how, it didn't matter where, he was going to get Jesus Christ's attention. And they told him to shut up and they told him to be quiet. And the more they told him to shut up and the more they told him to be quiet, the more he shouted, the more he shouted, praise God, because he was the one that needed Jesus to transform his life. He was the one that needed Jesus to change his life. I'm wondering if there's someone in this morning who needs Jesus to radically change your life to radically change your children, to radically change your marriage, to radically change your life to the extent where you're going to cry out to Jesus this morning and say, Jesus, I can't do it on my own, but I know that you have the power and the authority to transform and change my life. And I don't care who's going to watch, who's going to say, I'm going to cry out to you because I need your power and I need your touch upon my life. Any Bartimaeus I have this morning, Three, is there any Bartimaeus this morning who's going to shout out to Jesus and say, Jesus, I need that change. Can someone shout amen? Amen. amen? You know, it's sad when people care more about what others think than what God thinks. Hello. You know, many people are bound by the shackles of peer pressure. This is the point Bartimaeus had reached. Jesus was his only hope. Unlike the people who turned away from Jesus at the first sight of opposition or difficulty, Bartimaeus' faith com- compelled him to pers- persist and cry out to Jesus. You know how sad, is it, how sad it is when people in our day care more about what other people say or may say about them than getting to Jesus and you may fear that people may call you a fanatic or a Jesus freak so what if they do they can't change you they can't save you they can't give you eternity. let them say what they're going to say yes I'm a Jesus freak yes I belong to Jesus I don't care what the world might say I don't care what the world will say I am a believer I believe in Jesus Christ I don't care what the world says because it is Jesus who forgave me it is Jesus who saved me it is Jesus who transformed me it is Jesus who gave me a new life don't worry about what others say you worry about yourself call out to Jesus call out to the master and he'll bring you to a place where you need to be can someone say amen he didn't worry about what other people said he didn't care about what other people said you know we're living in an environment uh, in a time where where Christianity is not popular from every sort from every way we're being attacked Uh, what we believe is antiquated how can you believe that way? It doesn't matter to me. I know who Jesus is. And I know what Jesus has done for me. And I know that if Jesus did it for me, he could do it for you and I'm going to shout it on the mountaintops. I'm going to shout it in the in the schools. I'm going to shout it at home in the streets and tell the world, yes, I am a believer. Yes, I am a follower of Christ. Yes, I believe Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior because he's done a wonderful, mighty, powerful thing for me. And if Jesus Christ did it for me, hey, guess what? He can do it for you. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to ask you to do something today that will call you for courage on your part. I'm going to ask you to let Jesus change your life by trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, unlike Bartimaeus, you're not going to be surrounded by jeering crowds who want to hold you back. Do what Bartimaeus did. Desire change. Stop procrastinating. Don't worry about what other people think. And last, if you want Jesus to change you, cry out to Jesus in faith. Look at verse forty-eight, forty-nine. And many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. Yeah, Bartimaeus shouted. He shouted out to Jesus, calling him, Jesus, the son of David. Now, this was a messianic title. You know, somewhere in the past two to three years, Bartimaeus had heard enough about Jesus to be convinced that Jesus was the expected Messiah. Even though his understanding of the the Messiah was limited, Bartimaeus was convinced that Jesus was truly the Son of God and the Messiah. He had never read it anywhere, for he was blind. But he had heard that Jesus Christ was passing by. Bartimaeus not only identified Jesus as the Messiah... With the title, the son of David. But he identified Jesus as the only one who could offer true mercy. And so he cries out to Jesus for mercy. And this is the cry of of a man's heart. The cry of a desperate man. He was convinced that God was passing by. And you know what? He wasn't going to miss this moment. He knew Jesus was coming by. And he wasn't going to miss the moment. He didn't sit quietly. He didn't say, I wish the crowd was not so large. He didn't say, I, I think I'll wait for another time to call Jesus to heal me. No. He knew that Jesus Christ was the only one that could help him. He had heard that Jesus had the power to heal and to change others. And he was convinced that not only was Jesus Christ the Messiah, but he was convinced that Jesus Christ was the one who could heal his life. Well, let me tell you this morning that Jesus is passing this way. That Jesus is passing by. Or you may not see him. But if you call out to him, I guarantee you that you will. That you would feel him. And, And I beg you this morning. Don't miss the opportunity to encounter the one who can truly change your life. The one who can truly forgive your sins. He can make you right with a holy God. He can give you eternal life. But you need to cry out to him by faith. You need to trust in Jesus Christ today. Trust in him. Tell him to come into your life and make you that person that he wants to be. You know, no one can cry out to Jesus in faith for you. You must do it yourself. I would believe on Christ for you if I could. But you must call on Jesus yourself. Now, notice what happens when when Jesus hears Bartimaeus' cry. It says, So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought. And verse 49 now get this picture. Jesus is a man on a mission. He has set his face towards Jerusalem where where he is going to die on the cross for you and I and for the sins of the world. He has the weight of the world on his shoulder. Yet the cry of faith from the lips of this beggar stopped Jesus in his tracks. Jesus stood still for this man and I can assure you today That if you have Jesus, if you cry Jesus, if you cry out to the Lord, you will have his undivided attention. That's what faith does. Faith stops Jesus at his tracks. Now look, the Bible says Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man saying, hey, be of good cheer. He's calling you. Now check this out. You know, the fickle crowd was, was just telling Bartimaeus to be quiet. They were just telling him to shut up. They were just telling him, they were just warning him not to say anything. But now they act like he has their, their best interest, his best interest in, at heart. Now they're telling him, oh, Bart, you know, be happy. You know, get up. Jesus is calling you. You know, I told you to be patient. Hmm? Look how Bartimaeus responds when he hears Jesus calling him. He says he's throwing, he says he throws aside his garments. He rose up and came to Jesus. He he throws aside that cloak he probably had spread to catch the coins that were tossed by the the passer buyers. His once pitiful, pathetic activity has given him a new purpose and activity. So Jesus answered him and said, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, Rabbi, that I may see. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And he received his sight. It's time. We all need to make changes.
0: We hope you enjoyed this message. But before you go, we want to extend an invitation to start a personal relationship with Jesus and declare Him your God. No one loves you like Jesus, and no one will impact your life for good like Jesus will. Would you make the following prayer your prayer? Heavenly Father, I repent of my wrongdoing. I open my heart, and I want to have a personal relationship with you. I trust that Jesus died so I could be forgiven, but He didn't stay dead. He rose back to life so I could have eternal life. From today on, I will follow you, transform my life through your truth and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations! If you made that prayer, God lives in you and now you have a new life in Him. Connect to a church so your faith and love for God can continue to grow. We believe that you can find a loving and encouraging community in Dayspring Church. Come visit us. You belong here. We would love to meet you.